from Yarm to Yibby, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the Northeast, the Red, the Toon, and the Cat. Oh, we're there again. Oh, dear. Good morning. Well, well we are. Well, we are. Well, well we, yes, yeah. we are. We Where's are. Where's Mike? Where is he? We are here. A new Where game show. Come on, Tripping what have you done the Northeast. <laughs> you sound like that. Hello, hello. Hello, I'm stuck <laughs> on a radiator in Australia. Can <laughs> I, can I, I'm stuck on a howl. Yeah. <laughs> Send Skippy. <laughs> well, what do you mean, Skippy? I yeah. mean. You, you've, you've brought that up, Steve, and obviously yep. I have alluded to on X, formerly known as Twitter, um, that there is a new game today, and it is a little bit about, right, did you get the music I sent you last night, Dave? I, I did, mate, but you've got to bear in mind, I can't just, you know, well, let's talk Ooh, about it off air, because that would be a little, yes, I've got it, mate, I've got it, in a roundabout Good. way, I've got it, yes, 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 you, yes. You're right, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. fine, that's fine. A yeah. simple yes or no will do for the listener. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, just. <laughs> Technical considerations, that's all, mate, on, on how well, I get it. You yes. don't need to know about that. It's all fine. It's all going to be fine. <laughs> so, yes, I do, I do have a one-off game show today where I'm going to pit Steve against Radio Dad. Ooh. Wow. Oh, and it's called Rhyme a River. Ah, <laughs> oh, I like which, it. Which may have given Can away I, the music the that I sent. <laughs> it's, it's a bit of fun. It's a bit of general knowledge about Australia, being as we're missing Rye at this moment in time. So yes, we're going to have Rye Mia River a bit later on as well. But we've got important things to discuss as well, lads. Like, like don't instance, don't go to the club headlines just yet, because I haven't completed writing them. Oh, right? that's fine, that's so, fine. So get into the important stuff first. Well, the important stuff first. Messi has won the FIFA Men's Player of the Year 2023. What an utter joke that is. But there you go. Uh, we'll yeah, talk absolutely about brilliant. That. Absolutely brilliant player. Thoroughly Brilliant deserved. Player, but yeah, all, all of his six goals Look, in, in he's the won MLS. Ballon d'Or, yeah, he's yeah. won FIFA's best. I mean, he hasn't mate, been you the best player I, in the I world think, in 2023. This is just a character assassination by the by the Mackham on the show. Just doesn't yeah, like him. Fancy Cristiano Ronaldo. Where's his underpants? It's so on. anything messy. You're is missing the whole. <laughs> you're missing the whole point. This is for the last year, and it's not the. It's not. Yes. He's not the exactly. player of the year for God's sake. You're missing the whole he's point. Not. He's sweeping. He the scored board. 19 he's goals. Holland scored 30. Yes. He won the league. He won, he won the Liga and he won an MLS League Cup. Harland won yes. the Premier League, the Champions League, and the FA Cup. But the facts are, yeah, it's, it's he's ridiculous. won Ballon d'Or, he's won FIFA's best you don't get the, You don't, you don't oh, win an award for something lads. you've won in the past. Lads, opinions are like backsides. We all have one, but the facts are the well, facts. Listen, some, some of us should have them professionally thoroughly checked. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to send, oh, we're gonna send Harland an egg cup, a golden egg cup, uh, and he can be our player of the year, Ted. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, 100% agree with that. Let, let's find his address. No, let's not, because... I, I've got told by the police I can't do that anymore. Um, God, <laughs> you're just replacing Rye here. I know, I know. <laughs> Nobody can replace that. I've just noticed. Maybe that's a, where he is. Maybe he's in my prison. notes as well. Oh, never. <laughs> prison. Wait. Uh, I mean, Australia kind of is. You know, yeah, like, it is. <laughs> by definition. Anyway, so yes, I've just noticed a horrible spelling mistake in my notes here. I've got Mam City. Um, uh, I'm just going to correct that. We've got Man City uh, monopolising players, lads. Obviously, you know, they're not really using Calvin Phillips at this moment in time. 
but they also want a ridiculous loan fee that they want the club that's going to loan him to cover most if not all of his wages as well so we're going to talk a little bit about monopolizing talent um video i sent you the link to yesterday lads the var trial in league 1 in france audio brilliant the whole process brilliant. isn't that class absolutely yeah. brilliant we're going to talk about that as well because that was great as we alluded to yesterday everton and forest were officially charged yesterday um so obviously we're, I'm, I'm getting more of an understanding of the rules as are the rest of the listeners as well who weren't previously aware of it. We like to educate on this show. Uh, are the owners gambling historic clubs chasing after a dream they've just got no chance of achieving? We're going to talk about that. Forrest have spent £300 million on 43 players. <laughs> I mean... That's mental. I was going to... I mean, they're trying to collect them like Pokemon. It's, 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 it's just ridiculous, crazy. that like... That summer transfer yes. splurge where they brought in all of those players, I just I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. I mean, it's absolutely uh, mental. And then they expected Steve Cooper to get a tune out of them. Yeah. After yeah. After, like, after basically giving a whole first-team squad to them, going, there you go, there, that's all brand new. And by the way, you know, he did so well some to keep players. them up. He did so well he to did. keep them up. Yeah. yeah, he did, absolutely I, um, I've also had a question uh, last night um, yes. And I've just had a reminder this morning From uh, Sean, the Sunderland fan uh, oh, he, Sean. Said, he said Did the supporters club get back to you, Ted? No, uh, not yet um, I am. I'm, I've got some leads to follow up today um, But obviously I've, I've, got to be, uh, I've got to be at work as well before anybody cracks a joke, yes, it's not Leeds, it's Sunderland, I know. Yeah. Um, I know you were thinking about it, Dave. I was. Um, <laughs> no, no, I can read I was, actually, I was actually thinking more about Sunderland fans coming to Steve for information, not you. Well, he's, well he I've only got 22 followers on X. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As it was pointed that's, out to me that's by excellent, Newcastle mate. That's excellent. Oh, God. No, Steve, I, I, I haven't had anything yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up a couple of things today. Um I mean I, I genuinely do just want to speak to them about what they actually do. Um and that's maybe why they're avoiding me like the plague. I don't know. Um we, we don't know until we speak to them. Um so yes, well I'll follow up a couple of things today and we'll we'll see how we go. There's other exciting things happening today as well, like but I've I've got to keep that under the wraps for now, haven't I, Dave? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, whatever that is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Dave. Dave's got a long memory. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> the other thing I'm going to cover off as well. It's also something that we we um, we opened the conversation yesterday uh, about rules in football. Um, obviously, you know the Man City goalkeeper whose name has absolutely just disappeared from my head all of a sudden. Edison. Edison. I thought it was. I didn't want to risk it. Edison obviously picked up an injury because of this daft offside rule. So. I put it out where the, the page that I write for last night, funnily enough, what rules are you kind of thinking are absolutely stupid uh, and what rules would you like to bring in? So we've got a couple of suggestions on that one. Some some of them actually pretty good. Um, some of them are downright insane, which, which is obviously that cross-section of Sunderland fans that you always expect to get. Um, but I didn't realise that in the, in the early days of football, ads, goalkeepers were not allowed to touch the ball with their hands. Hmm. Rule was only introduced in 1863. There you go. There yeah. you, you learn something new every day. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got that. We've got some other nonsense as well to talk about. But is Dave ready for the headlines? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What yeah. do you mean? What do you mean? Is he ready for the headlines? Oh, I am. You were still writing them, weren't you? That was a while ago, mate. You've got a very short memory. Here we go. 
Magpies and Proud. Mag's News. Newcastle United's Yankuba Mintier was in the Gambia starting lineup as they began their African Cup of Nations campaign on Monday against Senegal. The 19-year-old attacker, who is currently on loan at Dutch side Feyenoord, won his second senior international cap and played 83 minutes of a 3-0 defeat against the Ivory Coast. Newcastle United Joe Linton could be facing a season-ending surgery for a thigh injury that could see him ruled out for up to four months. Joe Linton sustained the injury in a 3-0 win over Sunderland on January the 6th and initial tests revealed he could be out for around six weeks. However, a source has told ESPN that further assessments have suggested he may need surgery to keep the injury from reoccurring and will keep him out for months longer. The Brazil international is keen to avoid surgery, a source said, and will undergo further tests with a specialist. And having won all five of their home league games to date, the Castle United under-18s were unable to prevent the league leaders extending their own 100% seasonal record to 11 games at Little Benton this weekend. After a scoreless first half, with a little goal-mouth action, the visitors went ahead through Ethan Williams on 56 minutes. And looking for their fifth consecutive clean sheet, the Red Devils came a cropper with 12 minutes of normal time remaining when Jack Kingdon's overhead pass left his own keeper Tom Miles stranded. However, parity proved to be fleeting, and within two minutes Manchester United regained the lead when Ashton Misson fired home at the second attempt. The Black and Whites pushed for a second equaliser but were caught out in the 90th minute when Jace Fitzgerald found space on the left and stroked a low effort past Adam Harrison. Uh, tickets for the Fulham FA Cup game are still on sale today. I believe there's around 780 tickets left, so do not miss out. Get yourself online now, nufc.co.uk, to get your tickets today. And that is your Newcastle United headlines on Tuesday morning. Smoggies and Proud, Borough News. Oh, morning Borough fans. It was nice to see Alan Shearer waxing lyrically about Borough and their fans. Speaking on the Rest is Football podcast, the former Newcastle hero described Borough as brilliant against Chelsea and said the Riverside atmosphere was rocking. Shearer says he'd not be surprised to see Borough frustrate Chelsea at Stamford Bridge next week and get the results they need. Reports are suggesting Crystal Palace have identified Michael Carrick as their number one candidate to replace Roy Hodgson at the end of the season. According to football transfers, they also claim that the Eagles approached the Borough back in March after Patrick Vieira was dismissed from his duties at Selhurst Park but were rebuffed. And finally, great to see Borough's Aussie duo Riley McGree and Sammy Silvera featuring Australia's winning start at the Asian Cup. The pair came off the bench for the final half hour of the Socceroos 2-0 win against India at the weekend. McGree played a role in the second goal which was scored by Jordan Boss. Australia now top the group at Group B after one round of games and face Syria in Doha on Thursday. Mackhams and Proud. Black Cats News. Good morning Sunderland fans, Sunderland have been linked with West Ham striker Divin Mubama but will face competition from championship rivals West Brom according to reports. The Daily Mail claims the Hammers could let the 19 year old attacker leave the club during the January transfer window with Sunderland eyeing reinforcements in the forward department though they have also reportedly offered him a new deal with his present contract having just six months left to run. It had been thought that Sunderland would target a slightly older and more experienced striker with Bournemouth and Wales international striker Kiefer Moore mentioned as a potential incoming or certainly someone of his profile and ilk. 
Further to the headline that we brought you yesterday regarding Liverpool's interest in keeper Anthony Patterson, it's emerged two more Premier League giants are keeping tabs on him. Manchester City are considering changing their backup keeper, and Patterson is a shot stopper they have done their homework on. Current number two, Stefan Ortega Moreno, has been reliable in goal when needed, but the 31-year-old is out of contract in 2025. Arsenal, meanwhile, could sell Aaron Ramsdale, which could leave them in need of a new backup for David Rea. And finally, some team news ahead of Friday's match against Hull City at the Stadium of Light. It's not looking great for Hull ahead of their trip north, with two key players potentially sidelined. One who will definitely miss is Liam Delap, with manager Liam Rosinia confirmed that he will be in the treatment room for up to three months. It's a huge loss for Hull, made even worse by the potential absence of another first-choice attacker in Aaron Connolly. The 23-year-old is a doubt after colliding with Angus Gunn during the Tigers' defeat to Norwich City last time out, with Connolly forced off following the innocent and that's your news for the day. Not as funky though. Not as funky. <laughs> I quite like it. I quite like it. Yeah. It's it's a bit more guitar-y pop, which is that's 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 up my street. That that floats my boat. That's definitely. up your alley, is it? Right up your alley. It certainly is. Uh, ooh, uh, indeed. <laughs> um, right. Down as to all, business, lads. As so we yeah, all, as we all bring into uh, a combination of um, uh, smashy, Williams. smashy and nicey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth Williams and no. Alan Partridge. Not <laughs> Alf. No. <laughs> and, a, and a bit of well, Frankie Howard as well. Uh, I thought you were going to say Frankie Vaughan there. I was getting worried. Did you know? Exactly, exactly. I love Frankie Howard. He anyway. was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. I used to watch up Pompeii whenever it was on. It was brilliant. It's just class. It was all tongue in cheek. It was intelligent comedy, wasn't it? Not would like it, what, would anyway, it be on like TV, that. though, this day and age? No. TV's just going to go absolutely just like sterile. It's just going to be Love Island on repeat for twenty four hours. It's it's that's why they call it programs. You see, but just, I still you know, don't I still don't understand how rubbish. Love Island gets a run because surely there must be some people out there. I mean, where where are the Mary Whitehouses of of the current era? You know that should <laughs> complain about scantily clad. Yeah, I was going to say men and women, but they're barely that. You know, showing everything they've got and snogging and doing all that sort of stuff on telly and people being voyeurs in everything that's going on. I mean, it smacks of a Mary Whitehouse case, that one. It does, it does. But, I mean, there's just this massive appetite for vacuous youths with no talent, no brains um, being put on TV for our entertainment. Mind you, I did, I did get sucked into Traders <clears throat> last night. My daughter was watching. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Oh mate, I'm hooked. Absolutely hooked. You know, so I had to get, last, I watched this. Is it worth me getting into it? I had to get. I had to get up. Um, I mean, I watched the first series. That was all right. Uh, I was happy to dip in and out and miss lots. Uh, but the second series, I'm hooked. Absolutely hooked. I couldn't go to bed last night until the episode, the last episode, until my daughter had played the last one she was going to play before she went to bed. So it's like oh, I'm not letting you see anything that I'm not going to get to see. So, bags under the eyes this morning, mate. I'm hooked. Mm. Oh, well, yeah. I'm going to have to give that a go. There's a lot of people saying it's brilliant. Like, yeah. like yes. it. Like anyway, it. A, a, another thing we watched yesterday that I sent over was this <laughs> VAR trial in League 1. Oh, magnificent. As a, as a, isn't it? So, just, just for the benefit of everyone out there, if you haven't seen it, 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 it is doing the rounds out there at this moment in time. So, it's basically a video clip of um, a VAR decision. It was a, a penalty decision initially awarded by the referee um, that then goes to a VAR replay. 
Throughout this whole VAR thing, the referee is mic'd up. You also hear the communication with the room, the VAR uh, panel. And basically, it just gives 100% transparency. And the other thing I noticed as well, lads, is the level of politeness in which the uh, the, the opposing player actually approaches the referee, um, which is vastly different to what we're, we're used to seeing in the Premier League. Um, but I think, obviously, you know, these players have recognised that the, the referee's mic'd up. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be live. That'll Everyone can hear what's going on. Yep. And I, I think it solves two problems right away, lads. I don't know what, what you think of it. Well, look at, I mean, let's come straight back onto that. But, you, you know, you made that point about the, the players knowing the refs mic'd up. Look at what happened in the trials with North Riding County FA with the, the cameras on the refs. Yeah. You know, they were wearing body cameras and there wasn't one incident of dissent when the referees had the body cameras on which is vastly different to what normally happens in parks football when the referees don't have body cameras on us. You well know, my friend. Yes, absolutely. But but this was absolutely magnificent because, you know, you heard, uh, you watched, obviously you had the pictures of the game, but underneath the pictures of the game, you heard exactly what the referee was saying. You know, he was, you heard him explaining to players his decision about, you know, the player pulling him back from the shoulder. So it was a penalty. You even heard him pointing to talking to one of the, one of the uh, sets of uh, players and saying it was him. And you see him pointing at the player saying who was the one, who was the player at fault, you know, and then, and then you can clearly hear the players approaching the referee and saying, but it's not, you know, it was uh, the slightest of touches. It was not worthy of a penalty referee. There's not enough there. Please check your VAR. Please check your VAR. Uh, to which the referee responded, yeah, they're doing that as he's standing on the penalty spot. Um, so y- yeah. y- you're hearing and seeing everything that's going on. You cannot be more transparent. And I just, I'm, I'm on, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got the prayer mat out because I really, truly hope this was live, played out like this. This is not post-production, is it? Please tell me. No, I, hope, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, it looked, I don't it looked genuine. So. I think, I mean, look, it's, it's everything we've spoken about on this programme and more. Um, it's the way VAR should be handled. And how many times have we said, you know, why can't it be like rugby? Um, you know, they've, they've got it right in rugby, um, you know, for so many years. They've got it right in cricket. And, and you know, there's, yeah. there's it, it, you know, why is it so poor in football? Um, even down to the, 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 the cameras and, and that they use, they seem to be... You know, obscure angles, not enough angles, uh, blurred, blurred vision. Um, you know, uh, uh, on on the old, uh, on the on the picture, and, and then lack of communication to supporters, which which doesn't make for a spontaneous, a spontaneous atmosphere. And then the time it takes due to indecision, it the whole thing really is, is something which we've all become so annoyed and frustrated with. And you know what you know what we saw yesterday on that video, which you know I, I'm not sure whether you shared it on your um, on your social media. Yeah, we put it. We put it out on the Facebook sites for the three yeah. uh, radio stations so if anybody wants to go and grab it get onto the, the Facebook pages now and, and you can have a look mm-hmm. yeah people people can let us know what they think about it you know drop us a text because um, I, I just think it was well it's faultless that you know doing it that way and at least you know even if there was a mistake made with that particular way of doing it which then, there was wasn't there there was a the referee uh, overturned his decision in the end yeah I don't yeah. think it would be. I don't think it would be as bad. What I mean is, if there was some, if there was an error, you know, like we've seen with the, or like an error in the oh, VAR right. decision. I'm with you. Yeah. I don't think would you know. Yes, the person would you know the team would be disappointed, but you know would say, well, look, mistakes can happen. But if you know, I just don't yeah. think you'd get many. I think you would. I would think you would find that you know you would more or less get a good strike rate with with you know with the decisions here i think it's uh, i think it's great yeah it was it was a good video but like yeah i i think it was genuine 
yeah. do think it was genuine. And, and all credit to the VAR team because it would be so easy for them to look at this scenario or any scenario they're faced with and try and find a reason to support the referees, support their mate on the pitch. But the guys straight away yeah. said to the referee, "You need to have a look at this. It's only the slightest of contacts." Uh, get over to you know get over to the screen and have a look because it really is a light touch. So he's actually already communicating to the referee. You might have got it wrong here, mate. You know you need to you need to take another look. And this is this is how you need to view this, rather yeah. than as we all know, other than Michael Oliver, all referees go across there. And um, and I think the, the the foremost thought in the team's mind is you know let's not make our mate look stupid um, you know, Michael Oliver obviously had the bollocks to to turn around and say no, I'm going to stand by my original decision despite what everybody's thinking but yeah I just love the whole transparency the team play everything around getting a decision yep. right Mr. Referee referred to us as well which which was a big thing for yeah. me it was um, yeah, I, I mean <laughs> I remember the heyday of, uh, of Man United <laughs> I bet I bet you are bless you <laughs> I remember the heyday of the likes of Keane and Keown just absolutely tearing into referees and you know making themselves look at all intimidating. So to see something like that where they recognised, I can't say anything out of order here. Everyone's going to hear it. It's it's the game, you know. It's the way the game should be played. Should be played respectfully. The the referees had the the sense to go and check that, get the decision right. And like what you say, Steve. Even like even if there was a mistake in the VAR decision. You can hear that audio and go, well, that's how he's arrived to it. It's a genuine mistake. This is how he's arrived to that decision. Whether it's right or wrong is immaterial at this stage. That's, that's, you know, we can get a better understanding as fans of football as to what goes into these decisions. And, you know, by, by educating ourselves further, then, you know, we're more open to these kind of changes, I guess. So, yeah, I, I just thought it was a, a cracking video. Um like like Dave's just said as well, check out on the Facebook pages for the, for each station. It's it's on there now. It's it's well worth a look. And uh, yeah, I, I just think I think there's um yeah we need it we need a little it. bit of applaud it in the direction of FFF as well, the federation for allowing it to be done, the French Football Federation, um, yeah. because that's a really tough thing to do because football associations do not like exposing their match officials to ridicule, to potential um, uh, almost um, harassment uh, situations. And I know for a fact that um, because I was I was trying to get mic'd up for a game I refereed and um, the ultimate sanctioning body at the time, is this was outside of England, um, they couldn't make a decision, so they just ignored everything, so we couldn't go ahead and do it. Yet I was happy as the referee. The competition was happy as a competition. The teams, the two clubs that were competing in that game were happy, and obviously the TV broadcaster w- was was delighted to have had it done. But then yeah. nobody dare make a decision, so hats off to the French yeah. Football Federation for saying, yeah, they're not hanging their match officials out to dry, which is the fear of most football associations around the world, what they're doing is they're showing complete transparency and and lifting the lid so people can see within and see these people are human, there is a team ethic behind all of this. And yes, like Steve says, there can be mistakes made, but at least you get an understanding of how they how they come about. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Great stuff, great stuff. Let's hope that there is changes implemented. There has to be. In, in VAR yeah. for next season um, they need to bring in uh, you know some system which is going to you know and, and it doesn't need to be a major fix it just needs to be you know they just, just need switch to get it, it off right. just, just, get, just, <laughs> just get it right just pull the plug out of the wall that's it that'll do it stop you know just stop messing it up 
You know what I mean? And, and concentrate on concentrate on the screen instead of doing whatever you're doing, uh, because clearly sometimes you're just not watching it. You know, and it's just because it is be it is a farce. It is. They just but it, it is such a simple fix. Um, you know, and whether it's down to the technology, whether it's down to the people who are using it, whether it's down to the people who are in control um, of of the rules of football, we just need it. We need it sorted out because you know it, it's it, it's it, you know it, it's getting it's going from bad to worse. That that's that's it really now. It's going from bad to worse. Yeah, that's, I mean, <laughs> already for me, after just watching like a, a few minutes of video, it's it's already changed my mind a little bit in terms of. Right now, I understand it a little bit more. I can, I can now that I've seen that back room side of things, I'm almost a little bit more open to the idea because I can see why the intention was there to bring it in. With that transparency comes this this view of like, okay, right, the, the communication side of things. When they get this right, it does have value, and it it does add value to the game. So maybe we should change the name of the song to I Don't Hate VAR, Just Have a Deep Mistrust of It. <laughs> no, then, it would, then the lyrics wouldn't work, mate. Um, don't <laughs> forget one thing, though. Don't forget one thing. That that video was edited. So what you didn't yeah. see in that video is the amount of time that elapsed. The amount of time. Yeah. So you still had a significant stoppage in play for that decision, ultimate decision, to be overturned. So that's one thing you don't see on that video. So it's not a... Um, it's 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 not a way of using VAR to get these instant decisions. That's that's far from it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, true. I was edited down quite uh, quite severely, I guess. Like, but yeah, that's still it's it's progress. And like I say, we're, we're talking about it. We're, we're we're being educated by it. And yeah, maybe there is some value in it after all. But yeah. Like I've said all along, I don't think we're going to get rid of those massive breaks in between because I'm I'm convinced of my. Uh, my my theory that they're going to try and use that for sort of uh, advertising gain and and monetary gain by shoving advertising breaks in between those VAR, VAR brought to you by is going to be the first thing yeah. that that hits the screens, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. You can see it now. And and, and to be fair, Sky must be looking at that going. Well, we've got two minutes. We may as well shove an advert in. You know, it's. it's Mind you, who'd want to be associated with it? <laughs> Because of the hatred of the thing, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it'd have to be it'd have to be these parking cowboys Traffic who rip money out support. of you. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Double glazing salesman, the VAT man. Oh. <laughs> Brought to you by HRC. Don't forget to file your taxes. <laughs> That's uh, perfect. I think you should go and pitch that, mate. I'll tell yeah. you what. It's a winner. Um, it's a winner that. Absolutely, absolutely. We've got a couple of minutes before we go to the uh, we've got to go to the sports news. Um, I, I was just going to have a quick chat about um, the Everton and Forest situation. We'll come back once we've had the sports headlines. But reactions, lads. I mean, like I said at the top, Forest have spent three mil- three hundred million pounds on forty three players. It's it's no wonder that they didn't bother with the, the financial fair play rules. <laughs> they, they just didn't, you know, break the rule. They they burst it like a balloon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of, they saw where the line was and they just took a run and jumped straight over it, really. And waved goodbye to it as they steamrolled past it, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, thoughts on it, lads? What was your reaction when you saw it? Were you, were you surprised in any way that that has actually happened? Mm, I mean, for me, Everton and Forrest uh, are looking at six points, I think it is, deduction. Um, mm. They've breached the FFP rules and... 
you know, rules are rules. We've already seen what's happened to Everton this season. Um, it, it comes to, you know, it comes to something though when the Premier League have now suddenly decided to crack down on everybody apart from those teams which have got outstanding issues. You know, the the, the Man City situation. I will continue to bang on about it, but why is yep. Man City situation not being looked at? You know, now, um, you know, the, the you know, there's there's multiple charges against Manchester City. Um, you know, surely they should be looked at as well. Um, you know, now, why we're we dragging this out? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's all down to the profit, profitability and sustainability rules. Um, and talk now of them changing the rules. I, you know, it, it's I just don't understand. You know, I just don't understand why they would suddenly say, right, well, we're going to change the rules unless it's going to, to unless it's going to benefit somebody. The two statements were interesting. Everton put their statement out, and you know they acknowledged um, the Premier League's decision. Um, but obviously, they you know they're going to state their case. Um, you know, and and they're gonna you know gonna obviously gonna fight it. And 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 Forrest followed suit with, with quite well a, sh- a shorter a shorter statement. But for me, um, I just. Uh, you know, I, I just don't understand why the Premier League aren't focusing on everyone. Um, I'd, I'd like to know why they're not focusing on Manchester City, and if if they can kick the can down the road, then why can't Nottingham Forest and Everton? And and this ludicrous situation we mentioned yesterday that this decision, if appealed, um, would then potentially see the season end with you know your bottom three, but that bottom three could be altered if an appeal for instance, fails and one of these teams or both of these teams are, you know, let's say fourth and fifth bottom respectively mm-hmm. and then could end up relegated after that's, the season That's why finishes. they're talking about fast-tracking it now, fast-tracking the decisions. Mm. Well, I, yeah, I, I, just, the, I don't know. Yeah, because the, the, the way I looked at it as well is, well, if the season's over, surely then it's it's a points deduction from the following season? Or, I, 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 or is it that they're trying to... But then apply it but then you'll to the open, season that the offence has taken place. Yeah, I mean, that's the ideal, isn't it? Because you just open a massive legal can of worms. If yeah. suddenly you found a team guilty and they weren't relegated, yet they should have a points deduction, so you give them the, the next season. Those teams that went down, it would have stayed up it had that points deduction had been applied during that current season. They'd be suing people left, right and centre, yeah. surely. And the fast-track situation that you mentioned, Dave, will only see, will only see a decision reached... Before the teams meet in June yeah. um, to to set the inaugural twenty teams for the Premier League, so you'll still have that situation where at the end of the season three teams could be in in you know in in the bottom three, and we could say those are the three teams that are going down. But like I say, if if, if for instance Forest Neverton play uh, finished fourth and fifth bottom, uh, but then their points deductions took them into the bottom three, you could see two teams being saved in the summer. And to those two teams going down, so it's ludicrous, it's crazy, and it's um, you know, uh, you know, maybe maybe Everton and Forest need Man City's lawyers, you know, to, well, kick, to kick the can down the road. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, absolutely, and and it's it's lawyers that uh, Barry touches on with a WhatsApp that's just come in. You can WhatsApp the show this morning, or three three or or four three. 2002. That's 0330 043 2002. Uh, Barry's message is um, uh, it's uh, it's fear, Steve. Man City and Chelsea have the finances to fight a court case. City will never lose anything. Yep. FFP has to be scrapped. By the way, great show, guys. Thanks for that one, Baz. Uh, thanks. Thank you very thanks, much, Barry. Yep. Yeah, the like for- I said the yesterday, forest- shinier suits. 
Yeah, the Forest situation is all down to this Brennan Johnson transfer, but the rules are set out at the start of the season and deadlines are set out at the start of the season. Um, and he obviously went to Spurs, which was completed on deadline day, which was the 1st of September. But they're saying that should be allowed into their 22-23 accounts, even though the financial year ends on the 30th of June. So it's it's a minor, in their mind, I guess, it's, like a minor, it's a minor, oh. minor slip-up. They had the chance it, to sell that player before... Mm-hmm. The financial year ended, and they chose they not to. They held out for more they money. Held that's out the for problem, more money. Dave. Yeah, they did. But that's that, that, that's really? ridiculous. That's but if your ridiculous. house is not burn, allowing it, if your house is burning it. down, you're not going to wait to somebody to deliver a bigger bucket, are you? You're going to use the bucket you've got to throw water on the fire. <laughs> you know, you're not going to hang around because someone's it's got a bigger a fair, bucket. It's not a fair analogy that though. If some some that that's going to change the whole. That's going to make things easier for the bigger teams because suddenly you're going to have you you, you know you're going to have a club that needs to sell to survive, and that means that teams like Man City who might see a, a value in a player or, or Spurs or, or Liverpool or Newcastle, um, it, it gives them an advantage because they've got the money to to go out and spend. On a player, so you know they're gonna they're gonna say, well, yeah, well, if you don't sell us now, we're not gonna bother. We're just gonna go elsewhere. And I mean that, you know that, that you know, fifteen million pounds a big difference in a player. It's it is. I don't think I don't think that's. I just don't think that's fair. Well, it's, I'm it's I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of you boys because yes, I've watched We Are Newcastle United or whatever the title is of of the documentary. And how many times you know when there's these uh, these backroom meetings. Um, are they saying, but financial fair play, but financial fair play. We can't do this because of financial fair play. We're going to be restricted by... So it sounds, you know, on the face of that documentary that a club like Newcastle United is trying to do its business correct. Now, how on earth can you, when it comes to financial reporting and financial returns, and we talked about that word transparency, can you try and shift money around from one year to the next to claim that you've not broken rules? It To me, it doesn't work. Yeah, I mean it's it's just a mess, mate. It it, it is a complete mess. Uh, the, the Newcastle United program showed you how they work behind the scenes. There's no doubt about that. And we've seen Darren Eels and Eddie Howe in the last week come out and say financial fair players hampering us. We're not going to sign anybody. Yeah. Um, I just wonder whether Newcastle are emphasising the fact that they're doing things properly, you know, and putting it out there on, on public record. So you guys, still, you guys are getting penalised by this then, you know, uh, because massive, you're trying you're massive. trying to operate within the guidelines within the regulations um, and other clubs are not you know it's almost a case of then you know in Newcastle's eyes if they look at this if Forrest get away with what they're claiming you know you might as well go and sign somebody now and then sell somebody in six months time and say oh, well that's going to offset last year's losses mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well this is where this is where we're at you know with, with financial fair play what they'll want is they want Newcastle they want Newcastle to breach they want to, they, you, you get the feeling they want them to breach the rules you know but Fair play to Newcastle. They're not in the long game. It'll it'll play into our hands. It'll give us an advantage. But like we said, when Everton were deducted ten points, this really has now opened the hornet's nest, it has, and it. there is no way in the world anybody will get away with anything because the Premier League can't afford the embarrassment of somebody turning around or the legal battle and saying, "Well, hold on a minute, you took ten points of us, or you took six points of us. What about yeah. these? Mm-hmm. We're going to have you know now." You know the genie's out the bottle. We've got, we, 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 you know, it's co- the Premier League has got carte blanche now to do what they want. It, 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 it's it could be catastrophic for the for the Premier League because it is known as the best league in the world. But you know, financial penalties like this are going to really, you know, they're, they're going to really make owners think. They're going to make um, 
you know, uh, the, the, you know we're not going to see as many high-profile transfers. By the end of this transfer window, it'll be interesting to see who's actually signed anybody. Uh, and, yeah. and, 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 uh, Everyone's because, terrified to do it. Well, even Pep Guardiola said so at the weekend. You know, are you going to sign anybody? And he, you know, he, he, it was a negative from him. So... I, I don't know. This could be the most boring transfer window. Jim White and and his crew could be sitting there on transfer deadline day, very cold and 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 very bored. And there might not yeah. be anything happening. Um, they might have to dig Harry Rad- Harry Redknapp out and get him to sit in his car and open his window <laughs> half back and explain well, why. Don't accuse why, him of wheeler dealing. Explain <laughs> <laughs> why there's no transfers, but yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not. It, it, it's a strange. It's a strange situation we find ourselves in at the moment. It really is. It is. I know we're a bit late for the sports headlines. Do you want to do them and then should we have a little quiz, lads? Ah, yes. if we have to. Yes, we have to. Don't uh, come on. Enthusiasm. It's Tuesday. Let's get stuff done. Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> you're after the sunshine tonight, mate. I don't I know am, what mate. you're moaning about. I am, mate. Here we go. Hey, I love breaks, mate. Let's have some sports news. Get in. Hey, how do you fancy winning a three months radio advertising campaign on the cat, the tune, and the red? Well, to celebrate the new year, we're offering a three months radio advertising campaign for businesses in the Northeast. All for free. Full details are on our websites, thecatuk.com, thetoonuk.com and theredyuk.com. You're listening to The Cat, The Tune and The Red and so are your customers. So come and get your business heard with free advertising on The Cat, The Tune and The Red to over 1.6 million people in the region. Those websites again, it's easy. Thecatuk.com, thetoonuk.com and theredyuk.com. Doing after breakfast Monday to Friday. Why not join me, Daz, across the northeast for our mid-morning show, full of expert analysis. I thought coming to you How switching formations round don't even work. Top banter. Because uh, mate, is that the Sunderland game? Oh, you're sitting next to me on the plane. He says, "Can I want to see those matches get beat?" And the quiz that is sweeping the nation. Name that theme. How many will you get? He's always on the scene. Fireman Sam and his engine's bright and clean. Join me, Daz, right here every weekday morning from 9 to 11. Uh, you know, I love this panda because this is what the Red, the Cat and the Toon's all about. The Toon, the Cat, the Red Sport. Everton and Nottingham Forest are facing possible points deductions over alleged breaches of the Premier League's financial rules. The league's issued a statement claiming the clubs have confirmed to it that they breached profitability and sustainability rules after incurring losses above the permitted threshold for the assessment period up to and including the 2022-23 season. Both cases have now been referred to the chair of the independent judicial panel. There are five FA Cup replays this evening. Wolves take on Brentford, while Hull City travel to Birmingham City. Bolton Wanderers will pay tribute to one of their fans who died at their game at the weekend as they host Luton Town. Premier League West Ham travel to Bristol City and Man United await the winner of the tie between Eastleigh and Newport County. 
And in tennis, Cameron Norrie dispelled injury worries to ease into the second round of the Australian Open. The British number one beat Peru's Juan Pablo Varillas. Together across the northeast. The Timbercat and the Red. Oh, we're back, boys. We well, hey. I've got some breaking news, gents. Oh, breaking. All right, okay. breaking. I do have it. some breaking news from our friend James Copley. Uh, it's just uh, just been announced that Dick is back. Dick Advocat has abandoned his retirement plans yet again to take an international manager's role with international minnows Curacao. So wow. 76-year-old oh, wow. Dick Advocat back in management unbelievably I don't know how many bunches of flowers that they managed to send to, to, to convince Mrs Advocat to let him do that but yeah 76 year old and back in management it's uh, the oldies are all coming back like Roy and everyone else it's uh, it's quite the gang of, of uh, silver surfers isn't it mm. yeah I always quite go. liked him I did quite like him I to be honest so. he, was, he was a character worked miracles with us like Indeed. absolute miracles have you got some music ready Dave would I let you down? That's the question. Oh, the drama. Ah, oh, I could just see it now. Who oh, are the trainers? Karaoke, you know. <laughs> Northeast Footy Breakfast Trainers. By the way, I, I, I actually really like this guy. Yeah. I do. Yeah, oh, I'm I sick of him. Because the wife oh, yeah. and the daughter just play him constantly. Professional jealousy. Yeah, sounds like James Bond like this build up, doesn't it? It does, does really like Bond. I think he deserves a crack at the Bond thing. So, this is, well, gentlemen, welcome, first of all, to this one off quiz. It's, Hold on, I'll walk it's, in. It's not, Hold on, I'm going to walk It's not going to happen again. It's never, ever going to happen again. But we do we do miss Rye, and obviously, you know, he's, he's building a castle or moving yourself. house or something. <laughs> We are really. Don't be mean. Don't be mean about them. Otherwise, I'll dock a point. <laughs> yeah, please do. Please do, because so, that's my only chance uh, of winning. I thought, no, I, I, I think you, you lads are going to be even on this one. You're two intelligent lads. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a game of Rhyme Me a River. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. I'll see. I'm, 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 a, I'm a creative genius, I know. <laughs> um, so it's basically a general knowledge quiz all about the land of Oz, gentlemen. So creative genius, it rhymes. It rhymes with no, no, it doesn't. No, no it, it doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, the planet Venus. Oh, that was oh, what you meant. Ah, yes, yes, yes. yes, yes, absolutely. It's got to be. It's got God, to be. It took yeah. me some time to think yeah, of that you, one. You just dig these holes for yourself, Dave. At times, you really do. <laughs> I didn't say that. So, I have six questions each. Okay. Okay. There's going to be uh, the six categories. There's history, general knowledge, oh entertainment, oh geography, God. sport, oh and God. where are these big things found in Australia is the final one. <laughs> 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 I, couldn't, I couldn't think of anything better to call us, but there yeah, you go. Well, uh, big so, things. Yeah, I like that, man. It's a great description. Where, where are these big things found in Australia? Yes. Yeah, yes. Brilliant. Because we are missing our very own whopper. Anyway, there we go. Um... <laughs> Who wants to go first, then, Jen? Sort it out between yourselves. Can we just clarify with the with this if the person who you're asking the question who doesn't get it, do we get a chance to have a go ourselves? No. No, okay. Because I didn't think of that until you said it. <laughs> so no, you get your six questions. Well, it's before it's, beauty. Over it's you, before Dave. beauty. Okay. 
So, Dave, yeah, I'll go for tell it. us your name, where you come from, you're Dave, you're from Yeah, Brunswick. my name's right, Dave, you know, first, first time, thanks. <laughs> right, your first question. This is on history. This is like the bit where the stripper is starting to take his clothes off, isn't it? It's like the stripper theme. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, first question. Yes. What does Anzac Day commemorate? Oh God! Oh, isn't it? Is it Gallipoli? Um, oh, what is it? Um, oh God! Well, it, it's obviously armed forces. Um, so it represents, you know, it's like our Remembrance Day. Um, so it's obviously remembering those uh, Australian New Zealand uh, troops um, that died, obviously, giving their life in service. I'm, I'm going to give you that one, mate. All right, then, I'm okay. That was, that I, was one, yeah. I was trying to think, was it tied to a specific battle or not, but I'm not sure. Uh, there you it, go. It was the engagement of Australian New Zealand troops in the First World War, so remember, yeah, that's that's that, that's close enough for me. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm a benevolent dictator. Good lad, um, good lad. Like Absolutely. So, you have got, let's see what we've got next. We've got general knowledge now. Oh, is this me? Oh, me? Many, yeah, it's all still right. you. Yeah, it's all you. Okay. Steve, Steve goes next. Yeah, yeah. How many stars are on the Australian flag? Wow. Uh, it's the Southern Cross. Um, uh, that oh, There's Kiwis as well, isn't there? The Kiwi have the Southern Cross on, and I think there's a difference in the numbers. Um, oh, which one's which? Jeepers, jeepers, jeepers. Because the Aussie one's all white, the New Zealand ones, the stars are red tinged in white. I think it's the full Southern Cross on Australia plus a big one. Um, so that would that be one? Oh God, um, I'm going six. Correct. Oh, oh get in. Hey, I think it's the New Zealanders who's one less. They're five, I think. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. It, oh, it, entertainment. I think you might get this one oh, actually. Geez. But there you go. When's an Aussie um, ever entertained? <laughs> wow, that's a bit harsh. Like, <laughs> um, who was the director for the movie Australia? Oh, I'm crap at movies. Jeepers, jeepers, jeepers! Obviously, jeepers. they had to pick one of their own as well. I will give you a clue. On well, the only, the only. I know Russell Crowe's done a few things after, but that's far, far too young. Um, the only other, the only, yeah, well, there you go. That's even better, better news. The only one I know is the guy who did that blooming suntan lotion song. What was he called? Um, Baz Luhrmann. Wow, three from three. Oh, get in! He's the only one I know. Wow. Absolutely brilliant. Fantastic. Right. Geography next. Oh, Geography. God. I feel like Jim Bourne. It's class. The highest mountain in Australia is. Oh, there's one in Tasmania. Um, but then don't they also have Mount Cook? No, that's New Zealand. Oh, God, where's Mount Cook? Um. I'm deeply regretting this one now, actually, but there we go. Oh, heck. It's a bit unfair on Steve, this, bearing in mind my, my, my missus and kids now have the Australian citizenship. Um, yeah. Don't worry, Steve. Don't I will worry. get zero in this, by the way, so... No, 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 no. no, 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 no I know absolutely faith, nothing about Australia. Have mate. faith. Have faith, Steve. I don't know. I don't know. It is, um, it is Mount 
Kosciuszko. <laughs> you can't even pronounce it. What chance would I have? That's why it's deeply regretting. <laughs> right, get this. You tell me how to pronounce this thing. K-O-S-C-I-U-S-Z-K-O. G'day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Flyman Galar. Yeah, um, no, I right, didn't no, know that one, mate. Right, didn't know that still one. Got, so and geography's my thing. I'm really disappointed at that one. Thank you. Uh, we go three out of four, though, so far. That's not too bad. Not too bad. Right. Uh, in which year was the first Melbourne Cup run? Ooh. Ooh. Um. How far back does that go? I mean, it's a massive event in Australia. It is huge. Um. One of my sporting bucket list. Was it? It's 1800s. I mean, it goes back way back. It's got to be 1800s. Do I have to get the exact year? You're not giving me a range? Come on, mate. All right, then. Um, I'll give you from 1860 to 1880. It's early, because it's really old. Um, it's what people say about this breakfast show on you, mate. <laughs> this is a tough It's early, question, and he's really old. This is a tough question, this one. Um, what did you say? 1860 to 1880. Have to push it. Oh. Take a guess, or I'm going to close the book. 1863. Incorrect. It was 1861. Oh! Final question. Final question. Where are these big things found in oh, I Australia? About, I forgot about big things. <laughs> Dave. Dave. There's a where thing called Dave. The, Dave, where is the big prawn? <laughs> don't don't come on be professional be professional Dave where is the big prawn <laughs> there is something called the big prawn yes there is something called the big prawn the big prawn um oh bloody hell uh Oh, Dave, it's not the lunchtime show. <laughs> oh, mate, I mean, what's not the question? I'll even take the state. You'll take the state? Oh, well, I might stand a chance yes. on the state, because that sounds like something's going to be on the coast, obviously. Um, <laughs> no, it's one of them countryside prawns. It's a big coast, yeah. like, it's a big coast. Um, <laughs> and I've done, I've done the East Coast, so I should know this. Uh... Is it, is it surfers area, Gold Coast area? So that would be... It's either Queensland or New South Wales. Um, Queensland or New South Wales. Queensland or New South Wales. I'm going to go for... New South Wales. It's in Bellina, New South Wales. Ah, oh, yes! Correct. So, that's very good. You scored You scored four out of a possible six. Steve. Pronies. So, so my questions Steve, are on Steve. felling and gates are they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one you might get, actually, this is history. Ooh. What year Just, did Sydney... Go, hang on, dramatic uh, pause. 
I, I love this. I, I'm just, just so the listeners know, I have got no interest in Australia and I've got no knowledge in Australia. I will get zero unless I guess something. Do so anybody... Just so everybody knows, this is not my forte. This is ludicrous and I shouldn't be playing this game. Love the ride into the competition. You hit every yeah. single game I create. <laughs> Literally <laughs> everything because... I do. You've just <laughs> got to suck the joy out the room, haven't you? It's, well, <laughs> it's not joy for me, is it? Getting every question wrong. I'm gonna, well, I've got to say, I've got to say, in, in Steve's defence, mate, I don't think you come at this from an entertainment value. You come, you come at this from an embarrassment value. Just Maybe. to embarrass us, boys. <laughs> hey, six is pretty I mean, good, what year, I mean, what year was the Melbourne Steve, Cup first I... run? Come on, give us a chance. Steve, I reckon you've got a chance with this, mate. Oh, I genuinely do. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, history, first of all, mate. History, Jim, history. Failed. Got what, an E. <laughs> what year did Sydney host the Olympics? Ooh. No idea. Pass. Come <laughs> That's on That's the biggest answer to everything. It's not that bloody long ago. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. I, do, I don't follow the Olympics. So I don't know. Is that I don't honestly know. I don't even know what. It was this millennium, mate. It was this millennium. Yeah. Take a guess. The millennium. Two thousand. Correct. Get it. No way. See. So I told you it would be a guess. I told you it would be a guess. Get it. Get help from Dave. Going. It was this millennium. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yep. Yep. That really wasn't a point, but okay, I'll take it. Right, you've, you've got a 50-50 chance of getting this one. No, I love this question. Be. I love this question. <laughs> General knowledge, true or false, Australia has the world's longest fence. <laughs> I'm going to say true. <coughs> it is true. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, if Steve beats you never, here, honestly. I should, I should never have helped you. him. I'm under pressure. <laughs> Right. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, dude, okay. Who had a hit with Sadie the Cleaning Lady in the 1960s? <laughs> and I'll give you a clue on this one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a help on yeah, this one. Yeah, you did give Dave a clue before. So um, we actually, <laughs> we actually had this guy. We, we played one of his tracks just the other day, and I said, "I love me some sexy bagpipes." It was obviously a Tuesday or a Thursday. When you were off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, who plays bagpipes? Uh, it's it's a it's a, a very, very well known and popular. Right on point of order, song. point of order. How, yeah. how many clues are you giving per question? Yeah. I'm getting worried now you can tell. <laughs> Nah, I'm trying to perk his interest in it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. tell you are. Like, I would never get that in a million years. I've never John heard Farnham. of John Farnham. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. the voice. Yes, yeah, the voice. Yeah. Sexy bagpipes. There you go. Geography, Steve. Geography. Mm-hmm. How okay. many states make up Australia? Ooh. <laughs> Which Dave would have got this, you see, because he's got a good knowledge of these things. I am a jogger, man. I don't... Um, I don't know what state Australia's in. Human <laughs> <laughs> expensive. Judging by, judging, by, judge, judging by Rye, not a very good one. Um, I'd say, I'd say, I'm just going to say eight. It's actually six. It's actually six. Right. Close enough, Louis. Close enough. It was, it was not That's far. a half a point. Great. Yeah. Mm. 
Five on. It's a bit of a stretch, that one, mate. <laughs> um, right, I'm just happy I've got two. Uh, now I feel bad about this because you're probably going to hate this, but anyway. Um, Go on. Which two Australian cities have held the Olympics? Well, I do know a few. I do know a few cities. I would imagine if they are cities, Brisbane and Sydney. Sydney and Melbourne. Mm, I was going to say half Melbourne was the other one I had. All right, half a point. Great. Two and a half. I'll Last one. For that. You need. You need to tell me where these big things are, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, for your yes. final question, can you tell me where is the big banana? <laughs> Oh, I love it. Anybody who's thinking he's going to talk about Ayers Rock, I'm, that I'm big rock. I'm, no, I'm it's happy, a big banana. I'm happy for the state. I'm happy to take the state. Oh. Oh, brilliant. We've just you know me murdered me. 15 minutes of airtime. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's switched off as I'm we indulge. I'm so sorry, listener. <laughs> I've played Michael Bublé ten times. <laughs> I, I never want to hear this again. I love it. <laughs> So what, so what are, you, are you looking for the name of the place? Uh, the name of the place or the state. I'm happy to take the state. It's obviously got like Queensland, New South Wales. Oh, yeah, another four. Yeah, two territories, you... by the way. Six six states and two territories. Right. Um, so I've said Sydney. I've said Melbourne. No, you said Melbourne. Sydney, Melbourne. Go States, mate. Go States. Adelaide. So you've got Western Australia. You've got Queensland. You've got New South Wales, Victoria. I'm trying to think of other places. South Australia. Victoria was the other one I was thinking of. They have the States. Uh, He'll give you a state. Um, That's a wider ge ge geographical reach. You've got a better chance. <laughs> God. Where else? So there's Adelaide, Victoria, Sydney, and. Oh, we just need to go a Tui ad coming on there. There you go. Oh man! Take a guess. But the only one I haven't used as an answer is Adelaide. I'll use Adelaide. What states are in? South Australia. It's a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> where does is that where Rye lives? Uh, where does Rye live? Nobody knows where Rye lives. But you said it's in Canberra. Rye lives in Canberra. The big banana is in Coffs Harbour in New South Wales. There you go. New yeah. South Wales. All these bizarre things one. appear on coastal resorts. I'm deeply regretting this now. What the fact will return. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I blame Dave because for banning what the fact. This is the reason that you've had to do this. I don't blame you I know. at all. I blame Dave. I know. I've just turned into some sort of musical performing monkey or quiz performing <laughs> monkey. It's, and it's just got to end. I think we should go to the news, Dave, do you? <laughs> I think that'd be a damn good idea. Talk to you soon, yeah, boys. Absolutely. See you, bye. <laughs> From Yarm to Yibbe, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the Northeast, the red platoon and the cat.
junk, but well worth it. Chris Rea, Steel River. What? You reckon what? You reckon? Reckon what? Goes on a bit. <laughs> I've had relationships shorter than that. Yeah. <laughs> hey. uh, got a message for you, actually, mate. Got a real message for you, uh, which is a real one. Yeah, a real one. Uh, it's young Jack. He's uh, he's been in touch oh, yes. and uh, he wants yeah. to know. He says, "Good morning, lads." Morning, Jack. Good morning, Jack. Morning, I hope Jack. Ted is proud of himself this morning. Right. Okay. That's, it. That's the message. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think it was. I think he's referring to how the torture you've just put us through for fifteen minutes, mate. I think it is because uh, he, he actually contacted me via X last night. He's one of the twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> I just realised I'm, I'm not following you, or whatever you do on on, on Twitter. That's, well, not many people do, mate. Not many people do. <laughs> I uh, this 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 account I've got just to kind of like explain the situation why I have twenty-two people. I've had that that account for like oh god, years, eleven years, something like that. But I never ever used it. So what I did when I when I got this gig when with, you became a radio star, yeah, yeah, oh, really, no, no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> when I got this gig, I thought oh, I'm going to have to do that because obviously the lads are very active on there, Rise on there, Steve's on there, yourself as well, and I thought right, I'm going to have to like rehash it now. I couldn't remember how to log in, so I thought, right, I'm, I had to go through this horrible process. It's a good isn't it, for being uh, IT literate? I know. I, I did I know. not log in. I, I am. I, I used to sell tech. It's absolutely <laughs> incredible. I don't know how. Uh, maybe because I'm a nice lad and they felt sorry for me. Um, so, yeah, basically, I, I completely deleted everything off the account and restarted with, uh, with 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 the Ted brand and all that sort Excellent. of thing. Excellent. And yeah, so I'm, I'm just I'm just building it up from now again. So there's you, Jimmy Coppers, Steve, Rye, and, and a couple of the listeners as well. And uh, yeah, so what I was getting to with that is Jack C actually messaged me last night and I gave him the choice, and I'm sorry I didn't get back to you this on, as well, Jack. I gave him the choice of what do you want? Should I do what the fact or should I do who's Ted going to let out? Ah, um, mm. and he went. He went for who's Ted going to let out? But then I had the idea about uh, Rhyme a River just as I was going to bed, and that's what I did. <laughs> exciting story! It's it's a thrilling yeah, chase for the, for the listener. Completely <laughs> enthralled. Yeah, indeed. Before we send them all to sleep, should we have some uh, some club headlines? Okay, then you can start. All right, Mackhams and Proud, Black Cats News. Good morning, Sunderland fans. Sunderland have been linked with West Ham striker Divin Mubama, but will face competition from championship rivals West Brom, according to reports. The Daily Mail claims the Hammers could let the 19-year-old attacker leave the club during the January transfer window, with Sunderland eyeing reinforcements in the forward department, though they have also reportedly offered him a new deal with his present contract having just six months left to run. It had been thought that Sunderland would target a slightly older and more experienced striker, with Bournemouth and, Bournemouth and Wales international striker Kiefer Moore mentioned as a potential incoming, or certainly someone of his profile and ilk. Further to the headline we brought you yesterday regarding Liverpool's interest in Anthony Patterson, it's emerged two more Premier League giants are keeping tabs on him. Manchester City are considering changing their backup keeper, and Patterson is a shot stopper they've done their homework on. Current number two, Stefan Ortega Moreno, has been reliable in goal when needed, but the 31-year-old is out of contract in 2025. Arsenal, meanwhile, could sell Aaron Ramsdale, which would leave them in need of a new backup for David Rea. And finally, some team news ahead of Friday's match against Hull City at the Stadium of Light. It's not looking great for Hull ahead of their trip north, with two key players potentially sidelined. 
One player who will definitely miss out is Liam Delap, with manager Liam Rosinia confirming that he will be in the treatment room for up to three months. It's a huge loss for Hull, made even worse by the potential absence of another first-choice attacker in Aaron Connolly. The 23-year-old has a doubt after colliding with Angus Gunn during the Tigers' defeat to Norwich City last time out, with Connolly forced off following the incident. They are your Sunderland headlines. Magpies and Proud. Mags News. Newcastle United's Yankuba Mintier was in Gambia's starting lineup as they began their African Cup of Nations campaign on Monday against Senegal. The 19-year-old attacker, who is currently on loan at Dutch side Feyenoord, won his second senior international cap, but played 83 minutes of a 3-0 defeat on the Ivory Coast. Newcastle United midfielder Joe Linton could be facing season-ending surgery for a thigh injury that could see him ruled out for up to four months. Joe Linton sustained the injury in the 3-0 win over Sunderland and initial tests revealed he should be out for around six weeks. However, a source told ESPN that further assessments have suggested he may need surgery to keep the injury from reoccurring and that will keep him out for months longer. Brazilian international is keen to avoid surgery, a source said, and will undergo further tests with a specialist. And having won all five of their home league games today, Newcastle United under-18s were unable to prevent the league leaders extending their own 100% seasonal record to 11 games at Little Benton. After a scoreless first half with little goal-mouth action, the visitors went ahead through Ethan Williams on 56 minutes. But looking for their fifth consecutive clean sheet, the Red Devils came a cropper with 12 minutes of normal time remaining when Jack Kingdon's overhead pass left his own keeper Tom Miles stranded. However, parity proved to be fleeting and within two minutes Manchester United regained the lead when Ashton Misson fired home at the second attempt. The Black and Whites pushed for a second equaliser but were caught out in the 90th minute when Jace Fitzgerald found space on the left and stroked a low effort past Adam Harrison. And don't forget, Newcastle fans, the tickets for the FA Cup fourth round clash against Fulham are on sale. Uh, we are down to 60 loyalty points now, uh, around about 700 tickets remaining. So get yourself onto the website, nufc.co.uk, to get your tickets today. That's your Newcastle United headlines on Tuesday morning. And I love how it's called Little Benton. It sounds so cute. Mm. Mm. It does. Very nice. Sorry, mate, I didn't realise you were going to stick your lips around a cup of tea there. Uh, oh, okay. That's the water, mate. All oh, right then. Water. Okay. Borough turn. Borough turn. Smokies the headlines and proud. Borough news. <laughs> oh, it was nice to see Alan Shearer waxing lyrically about the borough and its fans. Speaking on the Rest Is Football podcast, the former Newcastle hero described borough as brilliant against Chelsea and said the Riverside atmosphere was rocking. Shearer says he'd not be surprised to see Borough frustrate Chelsea at Stamford Bridge next week and get the result they needed. Lineker, though, reckons Chelsea are at Wembley. Uh, reports are suggesting Crystal Palace have identified Michael Carrick as their number one candidate to replace Roy, uh, Roy Hodgson uh, at the end of the season. According to football transfers, they're also claiming that the Eagles approached Borough back in March after Patrick Vieira was dismissed from his duties at Sellers Park but were rebuffed. And finally, it's great to see Borough's Aussie duo, duo of Riley McGree and Sammy Silvera featuring in Australia's winning start to the Asian Cup. The pair came off the bench for the final half hour of the Socceroos' 2-0 win against India. McGree played a role in the second goal, which was scored by Jordan Boss, Australia top Group B, after one round of games and now move on to face Syria in Doha on Thursday. The two, the and the cut. Okay, boys. 
after all that excitement. So, a man who uh, Steve waxed lyrically about yesterday as well, Pep Guardiola, being named mm. the Men's Coach of the Year at the FIFA Best Awards in London. I mean, I think we can all agree he's the best around right now. Um, I, I don't think anybody can surpass him in terms of uh, current managers out there. There's some good ones, don't get me wrong. Uh, some very good managers out there. In fact, Simeone for, for one example. But, yeah, he stands out, I think, as, as head and shoulders above the rest of the crowd. But in terms of all-time greats, um, there's, there's maybe a little bit of a criticism from, from some angles that Pep's been very lucky with the budgets he's had. You know, a little bit like Mourinho in a way as well, I guess. Pep's always had tons and tons of money to spend, no matter where he's been. Has he just been lucky with the budgets, or, or are we looking at a genuine all-time great up there with the likes of Busby, Ferguson, and all that lot? What do you reckon, lads? Yeah, he's, he's one of the greats. First. He's one of the greats, mate. He's he, there's no doubt about it. I mean, he has played um, some fantastic football. He's come up with some great, some great teams, and and he, he went a season in the Premier League without a centre forward. Yeah, and managed to win the league. I mean, you know the. He's changed the face of football um, in the Premier League, probably in a, in a greater way than Kevin Keegan did in the 90s with the entertainers. Because, you know, Newcastle's entertainers, you know, with the exception, I guess, of our local rivals, were, were everyone's favourite second team. People used to tune in to Sky under the days of Vic Wakeland. And, Not um, mine. You know, and, and, uh, yeah, they used to tune into Sky and, and, and love watching Newcastle play. So yeah. it became, it, you know, that became um, that that became the first real team that had, had an impact on on the Premier League, I think. And and subsequently from that, you know, Arsenal probably took on the mantle um, as you know challengers to Manchester United. And you know they 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 had a, a really great attacking brand. And and Arsene Wenger and, and Alex Ferguson in the in the Premier League era are probably the you know the the, the greatest managers you've had you've had people like Mourinho of course who you know who did very well you had um, Rafa Benitez uh, of mm-hmm. course had a had a had a good run uh, but again not really not really as good he was at Liverpool at a at a transitional time still managed to win trophies but I think Pep Guardiola is you know uh, since the days of the noisy neighbours in Manchester which is what yeah. Alex Ferguson called them um, he has really he's not only been the noisy neighbours he's he's took over the street and and he's become he's he's literally become you know one of the greatest managers he's up there there is no doubt now with Alex Ferguson and with Arsene Wenger and you know I think that you know if if he can win the Champions League again this year he could you know he's he could you know he he rivals he rivals Ferguson already he could surpass Ferguson in in the amount of he's coming close to his trophies total I think it will be Pep would never say he's got an ambition and he would say it's not about him it's about the team but you know we yeah. all have ambitions we've all got we've all got aims and I, I would imagine he would like to be the manager before he before he leaves Man City which inevitably will all managers mm-hmm. move on um, I think he would like to be the one I think he would like to be known as the manager who won the most Premier Leagues and who won the most Champions Leagues as well yeah. and, th- and that would be the aim and it's took them such a long time to get to that level to win the Champions League now they've done it once they can easily do it again, and um, you know I think they've just got the balance right. Um, he certainly has, 
you know, he certainly got the playing squad there. Um, you know, that 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 you know is an envy of everyone in the Premier League. They can they can literally put on two two elevens and probably half a you know half a you know and a five a side team probably. You know, they've got <laughs> they've got so many there's so many so much cover. Probably three three players for each place. And they've got the academy right. They've got players coming through their academy who they're not afraid yeah. to, to give a go to, you know. And you know, to say Oscar Bob scored the goal at the weekend, you know, his first Premier League goal must have given him a vast, you know, a vast amount of joy. And yeah, they've you've got the they've got the academy right, they've got the first team right, and, and he's he, he keeps an eye on on it all. But yeah, money money's of course it plays its part. Um no doubt about it, you know they've, but they've been at it now for what thirteen, fourteen years. These owners, they've got the right manager, and the, and the managers that went before weren't half bad either. Um, you know, no. you know, even you know, was it Mancini? Um, you know, yes, yeah, yeah. Who, who was, who was, who, you know, who probably stood out for me amongst the the, the previous incumbents of the the dugout at Man City. But he he was great. Um, you know, they've had they've had some great ones. I mean, you know, Sven Gordon Eriksson was there, I think, wasn't he? At, at, yes, at, at, yeah, he was. At, he was at, the initial at, one once the money started coming in. Actually, yeah. um, you know, he he was probably the man who started things rolling. But they've they've invested wisely. You know, the state the stadium and and the you know the the mini stadium that they have as well is is something which. You know, which which you know, imagine being a reserve player or, or you know, or a kid coming through and and getting an opportunity to play, you know, play your reserve games in front of your own in, in front of your own crowd at, at a smaller stadium. Yeah. Fantastic, man! It's there is a buzz around City. It's everything that Newcastle wants to be, I guess, and more. Um, but it will yeah. take time for for Newcastle to be at that level. But yeah, Pep Guardiola for me, um, no doubt about it. Um, on his way to becoming the greatest Premier League manager of all time. Um, I don't think he's got. I don't think he's got much more to prove. But um, yeah, I like him. I, I do like yeah. him. Um, and I, I think, think everyone uh, does, don't they? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, nothing like to add. Guy in. I was going to say, Dave, I mean, just the only thing I was going to add, and, and Steve hinted at it there, is it's not often we get a manager that comes along that, that completely revolutionises the way teams play. Mm. You know, mm. th- this whole thing, we see fullbacks sort of tucking into midfield positions and things like that now. We see playing out from the back a whole lot more. And a lot of that is down to the way that Pep has brought success to Man City and people want to copy that style. And why not? It's entertaining to watch, isn't it? I mean, and a lot of clubs this day and age copying it now. I mean, Borough and Sunderland, two prime examples where, you know, particularly Carrick. Carrick really rams home to his players. With lesser success, may I add. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Play it out from the back. And if, you know, you're going to drop fanties from time to time, that's on me because I'm telling you to do it. I mean, that's um, that's how insistently was. Mind you, he did change his tactics against Chelsea when it started getting tight. He was you know, telling them to get it upfield. But, um, yeah, no, look, Pep Guardiola's a great manager. He is. Yes, he's had the budget. You're right, Steve, to point that out. But, you know, so's, so's Jose Mourinho, wherever he's gone. And he had success initially. But then he didn't have success at certain clubs. You know, so it's... it's Pep's stood the test of time to measure... Uh, his effectiveness as a manager and um, and he's done just that look at some of the players he's brought through you know he's brought in from uh, from from mainland Europe continental Europe players that you might not have heard of before but he was on top of it he's turned some 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 good players into great players but he just gets his team to gel he doesn't seem yeah. phased yeah he does rant and rave but then he's he's a human being um, and you know I think all of us on this show have said, 
How are we ruling Man City out from taking the Premier League title, even though Liverpool look, look, you know, semi-invincible semi at the moment, the way they're playing? Absolutely not. I'm still tipping City. They, I think he's a subscriber of that very old, well-worn well out phrase of it's not how you start the season, it's how you end it, because that's what he seems to do. If things are not going right during the season, you can damn well guarantee they will be right come the end of the season. Um, uh, yeah, I... I, I've got nothing else to add about Pep. He's a great manager. No, top yeah. man, top man indeed. One thing, one thing that I was noticed kind of just before I know we're heading in towards the, the sports headlines in five minutes, but um, the defensive side of the game is is something that I, I would say doesn't get ignored with Pep. But obviously, I think the focus is on right. We'll, we'll score more goals than what we're going to concede, and that that's kind of the, the focal point there. Something that I became aware of um, just recently, interesting stat this as well. You know, I, I played as a centre back in Stockton Sunday League third division. Third, I mean, I, not the fourth, the third. Good yeah, man, I was man. never that bad. <laughs> obviously, I was obviously I'll have been likened to Maldini and Baresi at the time. I'm sure of that. I'm sure that's what the lads were calling me behind. It was, me back. by the way, it was um, that league. It was that league that I played in, and got, I got tackled three yards off the pitch. <laughs> Seriously, the ball ran over the line for a throw-in, which I went to. I just jogged off the pitch to get. As I'm bending down to pick the ball up, a lad fullback comes in and just takes me out. I'm three yards oh off the pitch. Lord, wasn't wasn't me, was it? A county Cup. <laughs> oh, mate. Was it you? Was it you? All right then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Who did you play a, for, Dave? I played for a couple. I played for a couple of teams, um, but I, I can't remember which one was in which league. Um, played for Bull Call, played for Cleveland Cables, played for. That, there's a whole host of them, mate. Uh, that that we that, that I ended up playing for. Obviously, couldn't keep my place, so I kept moving around. Um, it gives you an indication <laughs> of how I used to play. Uh, we've got a we've got a WhatsApp in. It's yes. Daniel. Daniel has sent oh, us a WhatsApp Daniel. in. Good morning, Daniel. Morning, gents. Uh, financial fair play is meant to be about fairness. Everton and Notts Forest. I've been punished, whereas not a dicky bird said about Chelsea and Man City's misdemeanours. Can't see any fairness in these situations. If a club has violated financial rules, make sure they're hold over the calls, irrespective of who they might be. Mm. I, I agree to a certain extent with that, but I think because it, I, I feel like the Premier League's going for low-hanging fruit, and I said that from, from the start with this, that Everton were almost like an easy target. Yeah. Um, but given the complexity and given the number of cases, using Man City as the example here, I, I agree with you, Daniil. Everybody should be held to account if they've broke the rules. 100% mate. Um, however, you know, if you're talking 10 points for one misdemeanour for Everton and there's 105 being levelled at Man City, that's, that's going to take Sunday more League. time to unravel. Pep managing the Stockton Sunday League, love it. Literally, they're going to have a, a, a cup game against Cleveland Cables in no time. It's your chance to tackle somebody three yards off the pitch. Alistair will uh, get so it yeah, sponsored it, if you're listening. It, <laughs> I, I have a story about that, but I'll come back to it another time. Okay. Um, yeah, so obviously, yeah, there's a lot to unpack with the Man City and Chelsea cases. So uh, as long as they are held to account... Uh, and they get the, everything in order and can level these these charges at them if they are proper and if they are you know understood to be completely 
within the realms of, of, of them breaking the rules. As long as they can do that, then, I, then I'm all for it. If it takes that little bit longer because the punishment is much bigger, then I think we have to just bide our time with that one, Daniel, to be honest. Yeah, I'd agree, oh, mate. Yeah, can I mean, add anything to that? Just think about it, though. You know, even if half of these 115 charges are proven, what sort of punishment's going to be levied? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Everton got ten, I mean, if Everton got ten points for one misdemeanor, we'll talk about non-league. <laughs> yeah, but like it's well. What else can you do other than write? Well, you, you've got to give them what? What's that? A one thousand and fifty point deduction. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's insane, but you know, you, you've got to play the ticket all at once. The standard that you've set. The ticket all at once, so they finish bottom of the table. Um, having amassed a grand total of minus 963 points that season uh, and they'd get relegated to the championship for one year and then they'd come back and then they'd they'd storm the championship yeah yeah Yeah, that's where it happened bit of a lots to be decided with this lads lots to be decided oh look an innocent until proven guilty and that I think is the delay behind City where we're speculating are you proud of me I worded that quite carefully yeah yeah well done mate I'm really proud I'm I'm learning I'm learning get in I might just let you present these shows you want to present by yourself on the radio, mate. Oh, you did remember. You did remember. Of not, course, not, I'm toying I with you. I don't want to leave this. Just, just to like, I'm just going to stick a caveat out there for Steve. I don't want to leave this one, mind a you. A cravat. That's, that's nothing to do with All right, that's a cravat. Fine. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's hanging a cravat out there, Steve. I'm sure, I'm sure a general knowledge quiz about Australia every day will do really well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, breaking Don't news. judge me breaking, on my last performance. <laughs> breaking, breaking news, by the way, Roma have sacked Jose Mourinho. Oh, not a surprise. So he's went to Newcastle. That's it. Yep. Eddie. Newcastle Airport in, in, in 24 hours. Steve's comfortable. Yeah. Bugs, Eddie. Steve's nah, comfortable. Steve's, <laughs> Steve's content. He's happy. He knows it's not going to happen. Or is it? Oh. I, I genuinely, I would love to know what the mood would be like on Tyneside if if that actually happened. I think it'd be being a very there, mixed response there, done to it, that. Being yeah. there, done it with uh, some big name managers, and it doesn't always work out. And Jose is Jose is not the same Jose he was twenty years ago. It would True, be a man. massive, massive no for me, like, and it would be a massive faux pas, I think, on on behalf of the owners. So, mm. Jose to Newcastle, um, I hope not. But of course. No football for two weeks. You can guarantee the media is going to jump all over this. Yeah, and oh, by, yeah, and, we'll never hear the end of it. And just before we go into the sports news, um, one thing you you've got to do tomorrow, Ted, and I will be listening, is you've got to put that Australia quiz to Rye when he's back. Do you know what I will? I will because he's he's got four out of six to beat. Well, yeah, is he actually I'll, coming I'll, back? I'll challenge him. Yeah, he's back tomorrow. <laughs> oh, right, okay, that's nice of him. Yeah, he was one of those ten, ten quid flights. <laughs> Steve he, sounds proper put out. I, love it. I didn't even, I didn't even know he wasn't coming today. <laughs> oh, he did send a message. Yeah, yeah, he did. I don't read that WhatsApp group. No, ah, well, that's it. You see. So you yeah, unmute us. So the, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. let's, let's get it. This is getting far too personal between us. Let, let's just get in the sports news. Here we go. Oh, boys, nearly there, nearly there. But we are, we are. It's flying today, like, isn't it? It is, it is. Right, rules, boys, rules. And I, I know rules. Dave likes us to try and rules obey for them. What? <laughs> rules for football, rules for football. Oh, dear. Laws, um, laws of the game, dear chap. Laws of the game. 
Indeed, indeed. Sorry, laws of the game, bless you. You do sound like a referee at times, don't you? Um, there's a reason for that, though. Yeah, so <laughs> Steve talked about yesterday with Edison. Obviously, this this silly offside rule um, has, has actually caused an injury to the, the Man City game. Not directly, of course, but events leading up to it. So I actually put it out there to uh, to the great public um, of, of what rules they think are stupid, what rules you'd like to see. Is this the like great Macam public? The great Macam public, Right, indeed. we just had to qualify, yep. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, the greatest of the public, then, if you want to call him that. Um, so, yeah, I had some interesting ones, lads. Obviously, uh, I'll, I'll buy us a little bit of time to think, you know, what ones absolutely need getting rid of uh, and any changes you'd like to see. It'd be interesting to see this from your point of view as well, Dave, being a, a former ref as well. But um, got got a great suggestion from a guy called Peter Sanderson. Uh, the offside rule. Now, he's, he's got a, a couple of theories on this one. Either get rid of it, with attackers standing closer to the goals and needing a defender to mark them, this would spread the players across the field and open up the game. Okay. Um, otherwise, change it so a player is only offside when there is a clear, discernible gap between the defender and attacker. And, and obviously, the, uh, when, the, when the attacker is closer to the goal. So a clear gap between rather than these daft little ones, which I quite like that, to be honest. Um but then you, you go from the grey area of was he wasn't well, I suppose they're trying to but they've tried for years to make it black and white but then you're going to go what is a what is a clear gap and what isn't a clear gap and you're introducing grey areas again straight away well if surely the, with the technology they've got now they can discern a clear gap between can't they yeah but what's a clear gap you know what's a hole and what's, what's half a, a hole that's your problem <laughs> <laughs> There's so many answers I could give to that where I'd absolutely lose my job and end up in front of HR. <laughs> They're listening. Uh, so we'll move so we'll move on. <laughs> uh, no, but you Stuart can't get McCullough rid of off, you can't get rid of offside because you'll just end up with two groups of players camped in each other's six yard box and nobody in between. Yeah, yeah, true enough. It would get silly, like somebody would do it, wouldn't it? Stuart McKellar contacted us. He said the stupidest rule has to be going off for 30 seconds after treatment before it can come back on. You don't. It punishes the side who have a player already needing Blame treatment. Blame Alan Hansen for this one. Is that another one of them, is it? Yeah, it was Hansen who just came arbitrarily out on Match of the Day one day, seven, eight years ago, and said, oh, the referee's got to add 30 seconds on when this happens or that happens. No, he doesn't. Player doesn't have to go off for 30 seconds. What the law states is, player goes down injured, needs treatment. Referee assesses, yep, needs treatment. Call a trainer on. Trainer's got to come on, assess that player, see what treatment is needed, and then get him off the field uh, to to administer the treatment, and then the game can restart. It never happens in practice. What happens in practice is, trainer runs on, gives the treatment on the field. We all stand around picking our noses and wishing we had a bovril in our hands. And then the trainer goes off with the player. Player restarts and the player comes back on. Um, I mean, you know, so they're not doing it right anyway, but there's no 30-second rule that he has to stand there. What he can't do is come back on if the active player is right next to him, because that would be unfair. He'd be rejoining the field and the ball's at his feet, yeah. basically. So you've... You, you've so the player has to be held back and not allowed back on until obviously active play the ball is away from the area where he's going to return to the field to play. That's the only restriction. Mm. Well, see, we're, we're dispelling myths here as well, gentlemen. I love that. Uh, another, well, final one actually. Before we move on, get your ideas on it. Scrap the penalty kick. When a foul's committed in the penalty area, it's either a direct or indirect free kick from where the offence took place. It should make refereeing easier and do away with VAR. 
also increase the size of the quadrant at the four corners of the pitch make them one meter by one meter and the ball has to be placed inside the quadrant and not as it is to date 99 percent outside of it well they are already one meter by one meter um that's what they are uh, to the outside of the the arc line um so any part of the ball has to be overhanging any part of that line so you'd you'd need to increase it a little bit further maybe one and a half meters for it to be inside and totally inside but the ball's going to end up in the same position but true enough like i i, I get i get where he's kind of where he's yeah, coming yeah. from on that one because it just looks like people trying to take the mick and steal an advantage and it's like sort of you know it's 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 past the line or just hovering over the line by your gnu's hair and it's it's just a bit like a bit ridiculous i kind of get where he's coming from on that one we did have one last one it's not real not really a rule but it's something i've banged on about age as well get rid of the international breaks make clubs play without their international players like in the 80s and 90s it would promote the youth instead of uh wasting away in big clubs like man city and chelsea etc that from brian watson is is a one that i absolutely 100 percent firmly believe yeah, in. yeah i like that i'm all over that one i love that really do any any for you lads what, what's your most painstaking rule and what what, what rules would you like to change mm, I would scrap VAR. penalty shootouts <laughs> good penalty shootouts Steve yeah I would, I've always been a fan of the golden goal I think penalty shootouts are unfair um, obviously you know uh, you know Newcastle have lost quite a few penalty shootouts over the years so I, I probably would say that but for me personally I, I would I would go back I would go to the golden goal I thought it was exciting I think it makes teams play um, some people would say well that means you know teams have got to play more you know but, but scrap extra time scrap penalties just play the golden goal um, and, and, and a golden goal could be scored in the first five minutes and, and that's it you know but you could end up yeah. playing 35 40 minutes but I think teams are more likely to, to have a goal uh, you know have a goal to try and win the game uh, people don't want to be playing for the rest of the night so yeah I would go back to golden goal scrap penalty shootouts don't like them don't think it's fair uh, especially if it's a semi-final of a cup and it goes to it goes to that kind of penalty shootout moment it's just you know you've played all of those games to, to get to a, a penalty shootout and a game of chance it's just you know and all the pressure on one person I think it's I think it's crazy I would change the yeah. offside rule um, you know I, I, I simplify it again because it's become very complicated people don't understand understand it the, the, the handball rule again is, is, is being messed around with so many times go back to the if the ball hits the hand it's a penalty and just leave it at that stop yeah. messing around with it um, if you want to make the game more exciting um, you know people have suggested making the goal slightly bigger um, you know how about you know I'd, I'd seen it I'd seen a debate on YouTube a while back about people suggesting that you know you change the size of the keeper's gloves um, you know because keepers, <laughs> sorry I've just done keepers, amazing keepers gloves are now heavily padded like they're larger than they used to be so go back to yeah. the old days yeah, remove the gloves go back to bare hands well, like gladiator sponge mitts <laughs> yeah no, Kenny Everett's Kenny Everett's brotherly love gloves well, that's um, <laughs> Uh, oh, you've got to be of a certain vintage to remember that but oh, yeah I mean dude. like you know um, there's been another one as well which was the same, same programme I watched which was about um, stopping back passes from outside of the penalty area making them completely illegal so that you have to play forward um, you know limiting the number of defenders in the box I think was another one which becomes that mm -hmm. becomes so complicated though you know what I mean you can imagine the, the furore over that you know when someone's got a VAR can't cope with a simple decision imagine a VAR decision yeah. on whether someone's foot's in the box if you know yeah just it would be crazy and you're asking but, footballers yeah, to count exactly yeah <laughs> 
I just yeah, but there's so many there's so many things which should be changed and, and could be changed, but of course, you know, they always move and change things which don't need altering, things which are fine. Um so yeah, I, I don't hold much hope in these things happening. But the, yeah, I think the big one for me will be scrapping penalty shootouts because I just think it's such an unfair way of, of deciding a cup tie. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go with this, lads? There's two football fans. Where do you want to go? Do you just want to see black and white rules? See, I said rules, Ted. Do you just want it black and white? It is or it isn't. Or do you want some level of of understanding for the game? So, obviously, subjectivity has to come in. You know, was was it an intentional handball or was it not? Or is it black and white? Hits the hand penalty obviously if it's the hand of a defender uh, free kick uh, for for the defensive team if it hits the arm of a, a striker where do you want to be? Yeah for I would me, just black, I, black I, and white rules I mean 100% for me Yeah same here um, you know if it hits the hand in the box it's a penalty whether you know whether it's took three deflections to get there's immaterial it's a handball just, just give it and I, I think just remove that little bit of ambiguity and to be honest, it will make things so much easier for the referees who get an enormous amount of, of, of abuse and kind of studying done on them. I think you've just got to simplify the rules again. I, li- I really do like this one. I get what you're saying about the you know the offside. What <laughs> what is a clear gap between them? Um, yeah, but but that I can see where 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 that's coming from. And just like right, if there's a clear gap between defender and attacker, it's offside. Or, see, or, it's, or yeah. level is onside. You if see, any part of that body is level, then it's onside. But you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna do anything to get over VAR being called in to draw lines, are you? Because it's like Wenger. Wenger wants to change the offside rule from any part of an attacker being ahead of the last second last defender is in an offside position. He wants to change it yeah. that any part of that attacker's body that is slightly yeah. behind any part of the defender's body means he's onside. But then you're going to be, you're going to be freezing the pictures. You're going to be drawing lines to see whether he was, in fact, a little bit behind or was he not a little bit behind. So you're not going to cure the problems, the ills of offside. I think the only way you're going to solve the problems of offside is by saying black and white He's offside. He's not offside. But even then, you're going yeah. to be drawing lines, so you're going to have VAR holding it up. It's it's a real tough one. It is. Do, do you include in that the likes? Of, all right. So um, the player not interfering in Used play. To. This this is what. Yeah, exactly. And for me, we almost need to get back to that because it, it it's now a case of like, well, then they're not interfering with play at that moment in time. But then there's another another two sort of passages, uh, little passes or whatever. Then the then they do become part of that play. It's kind of, where do you draw the line? And, it? and it, you got just, my head ripped off by Vinnie Jones over an offside when I was doing reporting for Match of the Day. There was a game they were playing the Borough at Essen Park, and I think John Hendry was on the floor. Uh, he was playing as a striker for Borough then, not Newcastle, obviously. Um, he's on the floor. The ball gets played through for, a, 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 and he's in an offside position, and and the ball effectively gets played past him for a, a Borough striker who was onside to run onto. And Vinnie Jones, after the match when I was interviewing, he almost ripped my head off because he's going that geezer who's laid on the field. He was in an offside position. Should have been given the linesman should have put his flag up. That goal they did lose two 0 of course, to the Borough, so he wasn't happy. But <laughs> yeah. you know that was that was then. This is now, we're in a far different play. Phases in play, interfering with play, interfering with a player, gaining an advantage. All of this comes in now into making a decision of whether somebody's offside or not. 
Yeah, true enough. True enough. Mm. I, I, yeah. I like the the, the the suggestion you made, Steve, about the, the golden goal. I loved that as well, to be honest. And one one article I read, I'll was have it the to World try and find Cup? it again. Was it the World Cup that it was in? Well, they had the silver goal and the golden goal, didn't they? Do you remember that? Yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now did no did anybody ever win a game with a silver goal? Yeah, I'm I think not, they I did. Wasn't that. the sil- wasn't the silver goal leading by half time? That's it. You can score a goal, yeah. but you play the remainder Croatia. of the half. I think it was. I've, I've got something in something in my head about Croatia. Yeah, um, I mean another thing that was suggested about that. Obviously, you've got that potential of that game could go on, you know, for hours. That's, uh, what, that's what I was thinking. Could. Yeah, but. Um, there was there was an article I read a few years back about withdrawing a player ah, from each side. I just thought of that when you were men- just as you were leading into that. Yeah, go ahead, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Withdrawing a player idea. every every you know ten minutes, two or, or three something. minutes or yeah. something like that. Whatever. Yeah, and and then obviously you know potentially you're left with two goalkeepers just playing the game of one on one. You're definitely <laughs> going to get a goal that way. <laughs> but I suppose that's one way of like shortening that game down a little bit. But yeah, I, I loved the golden goal. It was um, it was something that. I remember, to my embarrassment, I was it was the Sunderland playoff final against Charlton, and obviously you know this was around about the time the golden goal was coming in and all that kind of thing, and I genuinely, for a moment in extra time, thought that that was going to be it. We we scored obviously in extra time and think that's the golden goal. So obviously, once you know, once you remember that no, it doesn't apply to this particular game, and you can see Charlton actually going up to set up for the for the spot kick again. It was absolutely soul destroying. Had that been in play, you know, the fortunes of Sunderland Football Club might have been totally different. But the other thing that I, I, I would love to see quashed is certain football associations playing some rules and certain ones not. And this comes down to the VAR thing as well. This this whole VAR debacle in cup games of if you're not in the Premier League, you can't have it. Yeah, it, it, it's just bizarre. Good I point. Mean, that, yeah. that game at our place, Steve. For all, yeah, I mean, the VAR, there was no real contentious decisions anyway, I don't think. Um, none that, that spring to my mind. But the fact that that stadium is built for it, and, and that was a big game, and I, I don't care what anybody says, it was the biggest game in that round. Um, however, to not have VAR available for that one just seems silly when you've got, like, Kenilworth Road it, it, it are allowed to use it, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's no bigger than me Nana's kitchen. It yeah. just seems bizarre that that you know other clubs can seem to be able to get away with that. So, parity, I think, is what we need, Dave. I think the uh, I think the EFL made a made a, a sensible decision for the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup. Oh God, I've used its right name. That's wrong of me. Um, <laughs> wow. Because Borough didn't have it at the the Riverside, so they said right, no VAR for the entire semi-finals. Yeah, and just ruled it yeah, all that, out. That seems fair. Yeah. But then, but then, what happens if we get to Wembley? If Borough get to Wembley, uh, play Liverpool um, or Fulham, and obviously Borough still don't have VAR, do they call it out then? Ooh. Or is it well, only just because one game was going to be played at a stadium where no VAR was present, whereas at Wembley it's a one-off game and VAR is present? So, you know, maybe maybe it's a different view. Yeah. Is that an yeah, advantage I mean, on, on the Premier League yeah, side? Yeah, because they're, they're used, used to it. To playing with VAR. Exactly. Yeah. But it affects the referee more, doesn't it? Y- yes, it does. It impacts because the referee he, more. 
because he's going to be a top class referee who 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 referees in the Premier League who is going to be used to VAR. So maybe it's beneficial that you have VAR. I think you'll probably find any referee that was going to be given that game, if they suddenly said there was no VAR, um, you would find him refereeing a couple of championship games beforehand. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they do this. I really don't. Yeah. It's, yeah because it's, it's, they can. Again. Well, it features in the semi-finals, doesn't it? Yeah. It features in the semi. It features in the semi-finals. Uh, so I would imagine it features in the final. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm you sure. If, so. if Borough, if Borough get past Chelsea and I've got the prayer mat out again, then um, I'm sure it will be a feature of the final. It'll be in there because it's Wembley. Well, mm-hmm. I guess we'll find it. When is the game again? Is it? Uh, it's it's next week, isn't we, it? Yeah, it's next week. Oh blimey! Yeah, we go on Tuesday. Reaction to we go on Tuesday. <laughs> Yes, I it is. Week I, today, yeah. yeah, week today. God, it's Tuesday. Hey, we will. Week we will today, we'll know where the borough are at Wembley. Mm. I, I honestly still think they've got a really good chance of getting there. Lineker's I, dissed them. Looking at that completely. game, Lineker's dissed them completely. Uh, what, yeah. what does he know? I know. He's good morning, gentlemen. <laughs> good morning, morning sir. How are we doing, sir? And how many Australian questions did you get right this morning <laughs> while you were sitting having your sugar puffs? Um. <clears throat> Yeah, not many. Uh, yeah. Good quiz, though, Ted. Well, thanks. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I don't think it's ready to sweep the nation. And not next this week's, nation. Next well, well, I was being kind. Next week's all about Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> next week's about fossils. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, I yeah. what a quiz about Dave. Yeah. Oh, hey. I'll tee you up, mate. I'll tee you up. Have you got it as a sound effect? You cross them in, I'll just add them. Have you got a ka-ching on here? <laughs> There's something near the top. Hang on, hang on. We've got to give him it, haven't we? That's, that's James Copley moving uh, further towards my seat. No, can't find it, can't find it. No, no can't he's find it. So, no ka-ching? So, Mourinho Mourinho for Newcastle, then? Yeah. Well, Jim White's already started the ball rolling, hasn't he? Hasn't he? Yeah. Tell you what, Would you like to see him back in the Premier League? Well, and the first comment on was that was... Was get back to Chelsea. Which yeah, is I saw that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, would would he would he would he go back there? Would he? <laughs> no, would he? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we want him with Carrick. Leave him alone. <laughs> um, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah, I, I think he's a wiser man than that um, to to go and try and mop up that mess. He'll um, sit back and yeah, wait I, now. I think He'll it's beyond him now. I mean, it's it's got to be. I, I think it'll be a Saudi job. You know, team up with more Salah. Take the retirement package. Thank you very much. I think that's where it'll be. I thought yeah, when you said Saudi job, I thought you were going to say St James's Park. <laughs> yes. Um, I, thought, I thought you were going with that. Oh, I missed a trick there. Yeah, like, you did. To be yeah, fair. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think he need. Uh, he doesn't need the money clearly. Um, and will that yeah. be enough challenge for him? Um, I, I, I think he'll, he'll try and take on a big job still. Um, that's where he is, isn't he? Yeah. But I, I yeah, I would be. I would be I would be hugely surprised if he went to Chelsea. I, I think that's uh, I think everyone will be stepping back from that <laughs> and going no 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 thank you. How much yeah. money? Still no. Because um, then the other thing about that as well is there must be. I mean, I, I, be careful how I say this. Yeah, be careful. Yeah, um, but 
you know, personally, I think, in my own opinion, uh, <laughs> that doesn't protect you. Uh, no, I know, I know, yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that you know, there may be something coming around the corner for Chelsea. You know, considering what? the spend semi-final elimination. <laughs> yes, that as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, who wants to walk into that? Um, yeah, I, <clears throat> yeah. I, you know, he's 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 done his job. He's he's you know had huge success around the world in every league that he's been to in every club apart from Spurs and Man United um, but yeah I, I think uh, I'm not sure a Saudi opportunity will will, will suit him I think he'll want to he'll want something do you think one last dance at a big club do you yeah 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 um, but, but I don't think it'll be Chelsea I think he's got too much uh, sense um, on that maybe one. back to Portugal you know yeah. Possibly, yeah. That, that, yeah that, he's a god there, he's, isn't he? He's, he's, you know, he's got his roots. Uh, the other one that he did want, you know, he, he's, he has said it before, he would have loved the England job. Well, I was just thinking about international football for him. I don't know what uh, Portugal's um, uh, performing like at the moment, whether they're close to a change of a manager. I mean, that would suit him, wouldn't it? Mm. Portuguese national team manager. Yeah. But he'd probably look at that and go, what's my talent base? Ronaldo's too old now. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. no Figo these days. I mean, who else is in there? Um but he'd assess it like you would assess Chelsea. What are my chances? Because the last yeah. thing he wants to do is fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I don't see. I don't That'd see him come back to the Premier League at the moment. I think Saudi's a good shout, though, lads. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a club suits him there at the minute. I, as much as I poke fun about the Newcastle thing, I, I don't think they would do that. But don't I, I think Eddie Howe will be given the time. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that as well, Ted. Um, but don't you think the sort of now the dust has settled on the whole, you know, Saudi revolution that you know it's been found out. Yes, one hundred percent. And and in a big way. Yeah, and and. Although know. when I speak to my mates, uh, my mates who live out there and live in the, um, you know, live live in Saudi or live in Bahrain or live in Dubai, they say that the crowds are decent. They say that the, the some of them the, are. The, the rep- mm. They're saying some of the reporting that we're seeing over here that that's like six, seven hundred people or you know, two hundred people and a dog. It's 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 a bit exaggerated. You know, it's completely exaggerated. There's some teams are pulling twenty five thousand to games. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I think there's this uh, there's this false narrative being suggested over here that it's literally you know poor crowds across the country, which is just isn't the case. You know, just trying to protect the Premier League, aren't they? That, yeah, it's I not the same. It's, it's, it's never going to be the same as the Premier League, was it? We said no, this. We said no, this no. way back in August. It, you know, could it could it challenge the Premier League? Well, you know, you need to do a lot to do that, and it's it's no it's nowhere near that. No, I think they're. I, I think their aim, their aims are to make it the biggest league um, initially in the Gulf region, and then then they'll move on to Asia at that point. You know, I, I don't think they want to make it as uh, they might do long term want to make it as big as the Premier League, but no, I think it's a regional it's a regional matter for them. That's what their that's that's what their ambition is initially. Mm. Yes, mm. it's a local issue for local people. <laughs> well, there you go. And on that note, we shall bid you adieu. Um, Have a lovely day, gents. Yeah. And yes, you, guys, you too. It's been a very pleasant show, and Rye is definitely coming on tomorrow, is he? And I am yes, as well. Good so, eye. Yeah, I'll be here as well tomorrow morning. Oh, so. you safe course, travels, Dave. Yeah. Thank you. Radio Thank Dad's you. off in the wild blue yonder. Yes, have Indeed. a safe journey, mate. I'll see if I can get on the show at some point. Yeah. See if I can. Oh, you don't have to, man. <laughs> hey! <laughs> is this Dave? We'll miss you. Yeah. We'll, miss you. We'll, uh, right, we'll have quiz. a quiz about Dave tomorrow. Dave's quiz. <laughs> All the questions are going to be about Dubai. Let's see what you can do, fellas. Have a good one. Take best. care, guys. See you later, lads. Ta da. From Yarm to Yibe. 
Herrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the Northeast, the Red.